Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to go for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me at the top of the show. Yeah, tell me at the intro. Uh, mate, you've cocked it up. Yeah, well, that's all right. Go, source. It's all you, ladies and gentlemen. We're here Sunday night live. Uh, we're here to talk about the world game. Uh, we've got Daniel, aka Azuro underscore cards on Instagram back a familiar face to the channel um you know once uh, running the soccer car collective so definitely good to have his input and Doma of course the sidekick uh over there Dan how are you mate good to have you back yeah it's good to be here it's uh it's been a long time happy to be back talking the world games pretty keen to to get onto it again, so I thought I'd hit you boys up and say, "Let's uh, let's do something. Let's get onto it." Awesome, Doma. It's yourself? always good to see the familiar face. Yes, it's good to have Dan back. Um, obviously, if you're seeing his face for the first time, he was a big, big, big part of double coverage and obviously the crossover into double coverage media. He ran the soccer card collective with Vincent and Lukey. Uh, very successful part. He also ran Azuros Euro. Uh, he was on was every single night. That was insane during uh, the lockdown. Uh, that was fantastic. Had heaps of guests on from overseas and yeah, really, really good coverage and did a great job of that. And uh, as he did mention, he got the itch back, wanted to speak some world game and it's going to be strictly world game. Yeah, there might be some trading card talk here, but it's predominantly world football news, what's happening around the grounds, our takes, me saying that Ronaldo is still the best and Azuro telling me that I've lost the plot. So that's pretty much what it's going to be. But as Saucy said, I'm the sidekick. He's running the show and I'll sit here, shut up and let him get on with it. All right. I like the sound of that. It's, it's not often that you, you, you keep your mouth shut. So, I mean, look, Listen, we don't Arsenal's want that. Arsenal's on top, mate. So, you know. I've got to be, I've got to be up and about. And I have been. I have been. Hey, look, look. Good start early. We'll talk about. We'll get to the Premier League in a bit. But good start early by my boys. But we've got to keep it going, keep it rolling. Um, we will start. I'll bring. I might as well bring them. Bring this up. Um, we'll start with, yeah, look, the Farmers League. Even though you know we've got to talk about it because you know Neymar and Messi and um and Barbe there. You've got PSG. They're clearly leading the league. You've got Laurent, who's uh equal on points on twenty six. Uh, PSG obviously haven't lost the game. Ten matches played. You got Lens on twenty four, Marseille on twenty three, Monaco on twenty. So good to see Monaco back up there, uh, challenging. Obviously, uh, have been pretty average in previous seasons. Um, look, I don't know if you guys uh, want to have a chat about. I mean, we probably should have a chat about PSG. The, the question that I'll pose is this: because don't worry about league on. They're they're winning this. It doesn't really matter. They win it every year. Uh, they're going to end up winning it by ten plus points. 
um, maybe 15. Is PSG going to do anything in the Champions League this season? That's that's the question because let's be honest, that's that's where they're going to get judged as a football club. Uh, league one, not them, you know, winning League one isn't seen as as much of of a feat. I mean, if they lost League one, it would be worse than if they actually won it. That's you know, I don't know if you had that viewpoint, but I think their fans have that viewpoint. Um, what are your thoughts, PSG? Are they going to do anything in Champions League? Uh, I mean, they should. They they've they've spent the money for a team that um, should get them there. Whether they will or not, not hundred percent sure. I, will, I definitely wouldn't put a significant amount of money on it. Um, and that's that's mainly due to these characters being able to work together when it comes to the pointy end of this competition. I, I really don't think that there's cohesiveness at all in that team. Um, I definitely think that they're beatable. Uh, and when you compare that to a Manchester City and the way that they're playing football at the moment, I, I just I don't, I don't I don't see them winning it. I wouldn't be surprised if they do pull it all together, but um, I'm definitely not putting money on PSG winning the, the Champions League. Mbappe, Mbappe could be gone on could in be January. Gone. But in January, apparently, that's what the reports are. So... I don't know. I just think that they'll fail. Um, the one thing that has always stuck in, stuck in my mind about that football side when they were buying every single player and we sat there and thought about it and um, everyone was going, oh, they're going to win Champions League and it's all wrapped up, it's sewn up. And um, obviously we had a discussion and Dan said, Obviously, I remember it, but not as vividly as what Dan did. And Dan goes, well, Galacticos got together and they didn't do squat. Like, just because you buy everyone, the Galacticos, if you don't know who that is, uh, definitely hit, hit put that in the Google search engine and hit enter. So it's one of the greatest football sides ever uh, compelled. And that was Real Madrid. But they didn't do anything. So, and not for anything, PSG's trended towards that. They got... While well, they had the best young talent in the world, he's now maturing. I'm not going to say he's the young prospect as what he was. He's come out. He said he's coming out part. He's dominated. They've got arguably the the best player in the world on their team in Messi. And then they've got another top five, top 10 player in the world in Neymar. Then they've got Hakimi and Sergio Ramos and Verratti. They've got all these players. And yeah, I just... Don't think so, and I'm with you, Dan. Man City just playing too great of football at the moment. They're the team, so. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I can see them pulling it together, and yeah. Verratti is, is probably one of the most underrated players in world football at the moment. Like, to be honest, out of every, I've watched a few of the Champions League games, considering that they're on the same group as Juventus, so I'm naturally watching um, PSG. But they've got Neymar and Barbe, Messi. Verratti's been the best player in that team over the last few matches that I've watched. It's absolutely incredible. So I can actually see them them pulling something together just, you know, based on, you know, they've got Ramos, Marquinhos, and Donnarumma's been pulling it out of his ass every now and then. But I, I don't know. I don't feel like they work together all that well. The bookies definitely have them, you know, outsiders. I mean, they got them at $8. Bayern Munich, $6. And... uh I think the bookies have uh, seen the same great football from Manchester City as you blokes because they've got them as 
$2.87 favorites to take out the Champions League. So, yeah, it's pretty accurate. And uh, I think on that assessment, I think um, I, I, I'm going to throw this out there as, as, a, as a value value who they cannot be counted out. They cannot be counted out. And that's one team I'm going to look at. And $13 odds, I'll tell you what, I might have a cheeky play on this, $13. And this is, you know, gamble responsibly, ladies and gentlemen, but Real <laughs> Madrid. Real Madrid, $13. What? Why can't they win the Champions League? Why can't they go back-to-back? Uh, their team is improving. I've watched a lot of Real Madrid games. You know, the younger players are getting better. Rodrigo's getting better. Vinny Jr.'s getting better. Benzema hasn't even started rolling this season. Had a few injuries, been in and out of the game, uh, in and out of the team. So... I think it's going to be an interesting run into the Champions League. Uh, that's a bit of a, a forefront on, on that. But we will move on uh, out of League on and, you know, talking about PSG. We do hope that, you know, Mbappe doesn't leave in January uh, and stays there and sticks it out. But uh, I don't, surely no one steps up to the plate and goes 330 million and breaks his, his I think it's 330 that they have to pay to get yeah, him out. Three, yeah, 330 and he owns the club. So... <laughs> <laughs> They're sure you can that up a club and a contract. That doesn't, tra- that doesn't transfer over. That doesn't transfer over. All right, ladies and gentlemen, enough of that. We're going to bring up uh, the next league. We're going to go down the leagues. Uh, we're going to talk about the German Bundesliga. It's an interesting one. And I'll bring up the ladder because, I mean, I hope that we see more of this going deeper into the season. We don't obviously have Bayern running over the top. We've got Union Berlin on top on 20 points. Freiburg. My team, my uh, I'm announcing that I, I go for Freiburg only because I like Vincenzo Grifo, right? Uh, <laughs> Hoffenheim, third, 17 points. Frankfurt, uh, fourth on 17. Bayern, München on 16. Uh, Borussia, München, Gladbach on 16 in sixth. And Dortmund on 16 in seventh. That's the running on the top seven there. I'm not sure if anyone's caught any games in the Bundesliga. I have, I watch them occasionally, you know, when I find them on KO. Um, I, I mean, I don't, people don't like watching Bundesliga, but there's one thing I like about it. There's goals in it. Um, I think maybe that's because they're not adverse at defending and, and that's probably why, you know, you're getting that. Um, but it's an interesting start to the season. Obviously, Bayern not coming out and dominating. Uh, they're finding their feet. They have only had one loss, so uh, and they're not out of it. You, you probably will see them, you know, come make a run for it. Um, but, you know, they are the team to talk about. Bayern Munich, uh, they're going pretty well in the Champions League. Uh, I think they've they've dominated their group. And um, Sadio Mane seems to be fitting in there nicely. Uh, any thoughts on the... Bundesliga, Bayern Munich, what you've seen thus far this season? Uh, haven't haven't really watched all that much of the Bundesliga. I must, must admit, uh, it's not a league that I'm particularly interested in um, at all. So I'll, I'll pass on to Tom. Uh, <laughs> no, the Bundesliga, I catch games here and there, as Saucy said, when they're up on KO. But um, is there an argument to be made that um, we should be calling uh, take away this year's standings, yeah, because this year is a anomaly for the Bundesliga. The way that the the standings are looking, with your boy Griffo in second, and then uh, Union Berlin on top. But is there an argument to be made that the actual Farmers League is actually the Bundesliga and not League One? Because uh, there's better teams in League One than there are in 
I think they're strong contenders. They're definitely strong yeah. contenders. You know what? I think I think the Bundesliga is the pretender league. It's kind of it like, they make you feel like they're they're really really good teams, but not necessarily. And and the team I would probably say is uh, Borussia Dortmund. Uh, in all honesty, I, I think that team is shit house. And when it comes to cards, their their players get looked at for whatever reason. Maybe because it was Haaland and there's Bellingham there, I guess. Um, but the what team about Giovanni what about Giovanni Reyna? Giovanni Reyna is no good. You like him, don't you? <laughs> he's American, but he's no good, right? Mukoko is not that good. So uh, I, I think um, they have these flashy flashy names that come up every every now and then. But, mate, you put those players in, in other leagues, and obviously we're going to be talking about Harlan. That's a completely different beast over there. He's, he's made a whole other league turn into a farmer's league, potentially. Um, but... The, 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 I don't really, I don't really rate the, the Bundesliga or, or La Liga all that much. Honestly. Yeah, La Liga, sorry, League One, League One, obviously. League one. I, I just think like League One, you have a look at their sides there. You got PSG, you got Marseille, you got Lyon, you got Nice, uh, you got Lille. Uh, who else am I missing out on there? Um, someone else in there, a couple, a couple others that are pretty good, you know, and they're always up there fighting for it, and they're pretty strong sides where. I know we look at the table just now and I've brought up this argument where um, Bayern Munich's in fifth and Dortmund's in sixth and it might sound like I'm nuts, but like Dan said, it's a, like I think that's just being pretenders. Uh, it's usually Bayern Munich and then Dortmund and then the reason why it is a farmer's league is because Dortmund builds up all the young kids to then give them to Bayern Munich anyway. So they're always good. So it's it's that's genuinely a league where it's just one team all the time have all the players. Like I understand PSG bought the players. They didn't go and just take everyone from all the other teams in in their league. They're pretty much just farming grounds to make uh, the industrial revolution of uh, Bayern Munich succeed year in year out. That's pretty much the way I look at it. So I'm I'm. Giving League One a pass. I can't believe I'm siding with League One fans here right now. And Amazing. I genuinely Amazing. think the Bundesliga is the farmer's league on planet Earth. Wow. Out of all the top, the top five leagues, as we talk about, they are the worst league. Well, I mean, I just, I take Liverpool's 11th, but I probably won't use them as an example. Everton, right? Who's 14th on the league at the moment. Do you think that they, they would get really scared if they got drawn Union Berlin in a in a cup competition, do you reckon like they, they'd be scared to walk out on the pitch? They're top of the league at the moment with 20 points, Union Berlin, you know? I, I feel like that that kind of just says it all. Definitely. Yep. I think that's that. We're, we've given our thoughts on, on the Bundesliga. Uh, we're not going to talk on it anymore. Sorry, Bundesliga um, fans. Yeah, look. Sorry, it's obviously Bayern Munich. I, I do see Bayern Munich coming home strong and, and, and finishing strong. Uh, they are second favourites in the Champions League. They do look good this season. I have watched some games. Uh, obviously, more of their Champions League games, but have caught you know one or two Bundesliga games. Uh, they, they, they still look very, very strong. And I think as they get, piece it together with a bit more chemistry with obviously the new guys they've brought in, uh, still plenty of games to go, like, what, 20-plus games in the season. So uh, I think they'll come home strong and end up taking that out. All right, we will move on. All right, we'll leave that them to last. We will move on to La Liga, the Spanish Premier League, if you don't know. Um, on top, 
get the standings up and bring it up. Uh, we've got Barcelona on top with uh, 22 points. Uh, Real Madrid second on 22 points. Atletico Madrid third on 19 points. That's the three familiar faces we usually see uh, most seasons. Uh, Atletico Bilbao 17 points in fourth. Real Betis 16 points in fifth. Real Sociedad 16 points in sixth. And Valencia uh, in seventh on 14 points. Uh, and then if you want to know where any other teams are, uh, you can check that out. Uh, our Mobiles Cardiff uh, is six points, 19th in relegation. Uh, not doing very good. Anyone doesn't know who Awa Mobile is, uh, you know, Australian national team player. That's the only term, reason I've mentioned him. Uh, but we won't pump him up like he's uh, an absolute freak and uh, pump up his cards because he's not. Uh, you know, he's, he's probably at the same level as... I don't know, maybe, maybe Ricardo Pepe. Reina or, or a Pepe or who knows, man. But we're not going to pump up his cards that they, they can go that high. All right. We'll just mention him. Honorable mention. Um, all right. La Liga, two familiar faces up top. Barcelona, Real Madrid. Barcelona has struggled in the Champions League. Lewandowski has copped a lot of flack. I'm not sure if you caught the means. Lewandowski, uh, you know, where is he in big games? Uh, goes missing. Uh, copped a bit of flack over, obviously, his Champions League performance against uh, Inter Milan. And then, uh, in, you know, the second game, they drew 3-3. They are looking like they aren't going to qualify from that group. Uh, Inter Milan are in the box seat uh, to, to qualify out of that group. We're talking Champions League, but in La Liga, they are looking very strong. Uh, they do, they, you know, Xavi has got them playing a, a very nice brand of football. Uh, you've got, you know, the youngsters in midfield coming up with uh, Sergio Busquets, the old head, you know, guiding them. Uh, Pedri and Gavi, you know, we know who they are. They're obviously very, very renowned and, and loved in the hobby. Maybe, maybe a little bit too loved, but I mean, they're going to get there. Real Madrid. Chugging along, Benzema has literally been out most of the season, injured, ha hasn't played, and, and they're still you know banging in goals. Um, the other guys have stepped up. Vinny Junior, Rodrigo has stepped up. Uh, I'm trying to think who's the other guy who, who, who plays uh, that runs from from the left back. Uh, what's his name? Vasquez? No, not Vasquez. Valverde, Valverde, right? He's looking like an absolute baller. Then you got Atletico Madrid on a close behind on 19th, who cannot be counted out if we're talking La Liga. All right, gents, who do you think is going to win La Liga at this point? I mean, we're eight games into the season, nine games into the season. It's very close at the top. Who are we leaning? Barcelona or Real Madrid or Atletico Madrid? Because let's be honest, let's be honest. I'm only going to read the rest of the names. Like I read out to seventh, but they're the only three teams that can win the league. <laughs> I think I think Real Madrid will win. Um, they're they're an extremely strong side. They've they've brought in some really really good talent as well. Um, they keep on adding these little pieces and they, they're growing. I can see this team in the next couple of years being an absolute powerhouse, um, much similar to the way that you see Man City. Probably not at that kind of level on a, on a regular basis yet, but I, I can see that really happening. Um, I, I think Real Madrid wins it, but. Barcelona at the moment, they're, they're really strong competitors. They're always going to have a, a massive hit out um, tomorrow morning. We'll try to stay up for it. I'll try to stay up for it tonight. Um, but Barca's, Barca should just not worry about the Champions League, in all honesty. Like, if it wasn't for the money, I would just can it and just focus on the league. As long as they're improving year on year on year, 
Um, that's all they should be caring about. Uh, and they, they shouldn't necessarily worry uh, about it too much because if they do, then they'll make stupid decisions like changing the coach. And I think that the coach is putting them in the right direction. Uh, I'm going to go Madrid because that's who I follow in La Liga. Uh, that's my side. Always has been. So uh, the good thing is looking up week to week, uh, whether it's Champions League or La Liga fixtures, it's great to see Vinny Jr. on the score sheet. Pretty much every game, you just say Vinny Jr. scored in this minute, and it's it's actually refreshing to see um, a young super well, a young prospect actually trying to well on his journey to becoming a, a superstar. And not for anything, we might talk about well, we will talk about just a little bit later when it comes to like the World Cup. This is like that'll be his stage to really. Uh, to shine and show what he really is made of. Uh, and that's where champions are made pretty much, uh, legends and myths. So Vinny's doing great things. Like you said, Rodrigo's improved a fair bit. Uh, Saucer, you've watched a lot more uh, Real Madrid games than what I have. Uh, and I'm interested to know how uh, Antonio Rudiger has fit into this Madrid side at uh, centre-back. Because he yeah. was great in the Prem. Yeah, yeah, very good. Very good. Uh, it gives him, you know, a solid, obviously, something that obviously, you know, even though he's an amazing defender, Sergio Ramos moved on um, and had lost, which is that pace. And uh, he's able to cover those balls in behind very well. He, he's got, he's definitely got a quick turn of pace. And he's good on the ball. Uh, and he, he can hit him from distance. So he's got that in, in the locker as well. So... Rudiger's fitting like an absolute gem. Um, Real Madrid's humming along. Um, I think, you know, to mention that point, uh, what Dan said about, you know, uh, Barcelona improving and, you know, just getting better. I think, you know, I looked up, I just wanted to, you know, I just chucked in Google, you know, Barcelona's average squad age, 25.33 years. Um, it's the youngest squad average age that they've had in the last decade. So it just goes to show they are bringing up new talent. They're looking to, you know, play younger kids and we're seeing that you know that their academy is producing some amazing talent and it has before and and i think that's the uh, people underestimate that when these clubs like real madrid when these clubs like uh barcelona and 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 so on you know reset they've put the the stepping stones into their academies and their youth products that when they do come through they're actually quality you know they've got some of the best scouts and you know all over the world, and they bring through quality, quality players, especially Barcelona. They are renowned for it. So I mean, they're going to keep improving. Can they win the league? Sure, maybe they can. I think you know I am going to lead. Um, you know, lean Real Madrid. I think also if Atletico Madrid do get knocked out and they stay within, you know, touching distance, they've got a chance to win the league. Um, I mean. Probably lean away from Barcelona. I think maybe there could be a point where the younger guys in the side have a bit of a lull patch and, and sort of struggle. And, and they're the, the struggles that you find as a young player and being able to then get your form back. Um, things that, you know, as you're more experienced and have more games under the belt, uh, you you sort of understand and a bit more self-awareness and understand how to you know, get your game back quicker and maybe not be off for two or three matches in a row, but, you know, get that that back the next game and, and you know, keep chugging along. So um, I think they might have a little bit of issues, but, Nonetheless, um, as I said, I do like Real Madrid in the Champions League at $13. I'm going to put that one out there again. I think they're a sneaky play. Uh, and, if, and if you don't, 
I mean, they're, they're good at going deep in. So I'll just say this, ladies and gentlemen, you can always you know back them at $13 and then lay them a bit later on your Betfair account if you know what the hell that is. And either way, whether they win or lose, you're going to make money. All right? So uh, if you don't know what that is, do your research. It's Love uh, a good lay betting strategy. Yeah, lay betting strategy. That way, cover your ass. Either way, you make money. Happy days. You buy yourself or your missus a nice dinner out on the town. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> happy days. Um, La Liga, it's firming up to be big. Uh, I'm not exactly sure if there's uh, any other anything else to, to talk about in, in regards to that league, but we will move on. We will move on to Azuro's favourite league, the City. Here we uh, go. The Italian uh, number one league in Italy, City Art. And, he's uh, ready, he's ready to this, tell us this, how this hard is, done by Juventus is. Oh, mate, this is this is an amazing ladder to look at. You won't get, you won't get uh, defense you've me, got, but the league this year is an absolute cracker of a year. Atalanta on top with 24 points. Uh, Napoli second on, with 23 points. They do have a game in hand, Napoli, so I'm guessing they're playing this evening. Uh, so, you know, they'll probably take that top spot back. You've got Lazio uh, in third, 20 points. Urnesi in fourth. 20 points. AC Milan, 20 points in fifth. Uh, AS Roma, 19 points in sixth. Juventus, Dan side in 16th. And Inter Milan in eighth, 15 points. And then next closest is Sassuolo in ninth on 22 points. Dan, give us the rundown. Atalanta, Napoli. Look, I like to see Napoli up there because that's that's sort of my team that I lean towards. I am from Naples. So, you know, if I am going to go for a team in that league, it is Napoli. They haven't won it in a long time. I think they haven't won it since Maradona has been there. So they've been waiting a long, long time uh, between drinks. So I hope that they can pull it through this year. They are looking dangerous. They did have Ossiman out for a number of games and were able to hold the fort while they got Ossiman back. He's back now, so hopefully they can have a good run into the break and maybe you know get a little sneaky lead up there. But what's your thoughts thus far, uh, City Art, the season uh, that's that's gone uh, 10 games in? All right. Where do we start? We'll start with Napoli, okay, because you obviously mentioned them. And let, let's talk through their last few games, right? 2-1 against Lazio, against who I think is probably one of the best midfielders in the world, uh, Sergei Milinkovic-Savic. 4-1 against Liverpool. 1-0 Spezia. 3-0 Rangers. 2-1 Milan. 3-1 over Torino. 6-1 over Ajax. 4-1 over Cremonese. And 4-2 over Ajax again, right? This team is phenomenal to watch. Absolutely phenomenal to watch. They picked up Rospadori and they picked up this guy who I struggle every time I try to say his uh, name. I know who you're going to say. It's the Georgian. The Georgian. The Georgian, yeah. The Georgian maestro, I call him, mate. The Georgian gonna, maestro. He is a maestro, absolutely. Every single he's time I, I look up their stats, he's on the score sheet, right? It's it's. He's a gun. Fuck, I can't. It's K-V-A-R-A. Yeah, I'm going to have a crack here. I'm going to have a crack. I'll bring it up so you can have a crack too, Doma. There it is. I'll have the crack. I'll try. I'm going to click on him here. I know exactly. This is the guy that they were talking about. He's like, uh, they're like, he's like Maradona. Kvaratskhelia. No, that's what they were saying. They were saying like it's, they were just talking about that type. Not saying he was. Talking about. Kvaratskhelia. Either way, right? There you go. Where's Vincent? You can go... 
<laughs> His nickname is Kvara. You just call him Kvara, I guess. Yeah, we'll call him Kvara. There you go. Um, but the, the, this team is playing so good. They got rid of um, uh, the, the Chelsea defender now. What's his name? Um, Koulibaly. Koulibaly. They brought in Kim, who's been actually so good as a centre-back. Um, De Lorenzo on the right. This, the way that this team is playing is, is Tikataka-esque, in all honesty. Um, they are so exciting to watch. And, and to watch it in, in Serie R is, is just, like, amazing. And seeing them, like, smash teams in the Champions League as well, right? Like, Serie R... Some convincing is, wins there. And it's... Comprehensive. And it's like- against Liverpool, too. Like, I, I know they're not... They're not doing unbelievable at the moment, but mate, they're, they're still they still spank them, you know. Um, something really really good. But not only that, right? You've got Udinese up there as well, battling it out. Milan's probably maybe the best team at the moment um, behind Napoli. I would say Roma's a really really strong team under Mourinho. Unfortunately, Dybala's out. Um, Juve, not really much I can really say that that's fantastic with them at the moment. They're still a solid team with a lot of good players still to come back. Uh, and Inter's a very strong team. They're probably my my pick to almost win the thing. So you probably look at the top eight teams all have capability to win this league. It's such an exciting time to be a Serie fan at the moment. Um, and, and all things aside, maybe quality is obviously better um, potentially at the at Premier League level, but in terms of exciting league to watch, I'll put this above any league at the moment. So, in saying that, um, uh, what's the case with Atalanta then being on top with all the analysis we've given so far? Like, so Atalanta's they've, what are they get, they've, they've played an extra game, so that, that's that's got a lot to do with it. So they probably are yeah. um, uh, a little bit further down. But Atalanta have always been a really good team. Their, their coach is um, is great. Uh, and it's, they always seem to lose players every year. I think they lost Gossens last year, but they've been able to, to pick up, you know, Lookman, who seems to be scoring every week. It was funny with Lookman. He um, he does his things. I guess it's Lookman. That's why he does like this as his celebration. Um, and he did that last week, and the referee thought that he was uh, taking the piss out of him or something and gave him a card. <laughs> it was actually but like like Lucas uh, Morial is is a really good player. Demiral's playing consistently as well in defence. So um, they're they're a team that they really gets amongst them. Yeah, uh... they've got Mal- Malinovsky in midfield, who's an absolute maestro. So I mean, they they, yeah. they they always give teams trouble. They do. There is going to be a part. I think the the issue with Atalanta is if they do get injuries to some of their key guys, they don't 100%. have the they don't have the depth coming off the bench to then you know be able to hold on and and get results in that time where you've got those injuries. And it's always been the issue with with them. They do play a beautiful brand of football, especially when they have their their first team on the park. I mean, I think they could beat anyone you know, in, in City R coming up against them, you know, when they have their their, their first team. And they, they were they were in Champions League, I think, last season. And, they, and you know, they gave some teams uh, some really, really tough runs. So, you know, they're, they're not a uh, a side to be scoffed at for sure. We're getting um, uh, Brandon Soppy, who's, uh, who's playing with them at the moment, one of the one of the collected cards for the last few years. No, <laughs> oh, there we go. He's doing okay. Another, another one. Um you got uh, obviously AC Milan. Uh, I don't think, um, you know, I think 
They could be. I thought. I thought Zlatan was still playing with them, but obviously not. I don't know he's not on their squad. He is. He is. He's just been. He is. He's been injured, right? Yeah, but he's on the books. Okay, I think. I think you know, they they probably you know could do with him as a little impact off the bench. I don't know. Um, you know, Giroud is he at thirty six, the man that's going to lead you to the to the title of his your starting uh, center forward. I don't know. Uh, he is getting on in age. Um, they got, got Liel, uh, mate. That's they got that they, yeah, they got all about Liel. Like, yeah, I know they got Liel. They got he's they a got a lot lot of injuries too. Yeah, I'm just having a look at their squad. So that like defenders, they got Calabria is injured, Florenzi is injured, Simon Kaya is injured. Then in midfields, in midfield, they've obviously Charles De Ketela is injured, who they signed in the summer. Uh, Alexis Salamancas is injured as well. So they're like. There's some big outs there, key players that will be pivotal to that side. So, as Dan said, he thought that every game before yeah, he got injured as well. So that's exactly right. And as Dan said, he thought they were well. He thought Inter could win it, but he said Milan is the second best team behind Napoli that he's seen play. So when they get that talent back in, it makes a massive, massive di- uh, difference. So um, that's so my Nolan's team. Been AC playing Milan, really so. well. Yeah, he's uh, a good player. Been playing well. Liel's been absolutely just blistering. I, he, he could he could legit at the moment walk on any team on the planet and and start. You know, honestly, the way that he's going at the moment. Um, and Tia Hernandez on the left as well is one of the left best left backs in the world. Uh, I think I think they're a really good good team. And they got Mangan. He didn't play last week, but um, the the keeper there is, is killing it. So. Big, bigger clubs come knocking. You think at some point for Liel? It's going to be very hard to to keep him. Um, I mean, come on, man! If if Real Madrid comes knocking and and wants you to, to come over to there, Real Madrid, I don't know, Barcelona or a Chelsea, for instance. I mean, I, I can go. I can see him going to a Barcelona potentially. Um, I don't know if they can afford him because that would cost a lot. That would cost yeah. a lot. Yeah, yeah. That would be that could almost be a hundred million dollar transfer. That one. Um, especially at this World Cup, a lot of people will, will be will be watching him for sure. I mean, that Portuguese side it looks really good, doesn't it? Looks really yeah. good. Um, yeah. Some good. They talent. won't win. Uh, They're still not going to win, mate. Unfortunately, they won't. Ronaldo, his last one. You don't think you'll uh, kind of? No, he'll play again. He'll be a, he'll play in America, Dan, in twenty six. You're again in Americans? Yeah, he will. That's just what he does. Dan, he's going to keep playing till Messi retires first, so then he can play a couple more years, get a couple more goals, pads like stat stat pad. So that's what he does. Messi said that this is his last World Cup. That's what he said, right? Man, it is written in the scripture. Of Messi bloody retired from world football. Well, from uh, yeah, because yeah, because he could never win anything internationally because he played in the weakest tournament ever which is uh copper america and then he, he won one so <laughs> now he's definitely a hundred times better than ronaldo uh, anyway besides the point don't, we've don't already got started. onto that yeah, don't talk. Getting started. Anyway, we're talking about rafael leal here who's probably the centerpiece with Cancelo and a few other players that they are honestly they're the the key players when it comes to how uh, the world cup for this portuguese side it, uh, like you said, like like you said, it's not Ronaldo isn't the focal focal point. We'll talk about Liao and some of that stuff 
uh, prospects and stuff when we get to a bit of World Cup talk. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll roll along. We're going to leave it on this. I'm going to get you quick. We're 10 games in. Who do you think's winning the league, City uh, are? I'm going to go with Napoli, and that's just because, you know, I mean, they're playing amazing. We did go through their results, um, and yeah, I like them, so I, I want I want them to win. Um, I, I would I would love to see Napoli win. Um, I think it might be Milan in the end, but uh, I, I, I'm going to say Napoli just because, you know, Milan beat Juve 2-0 last week and they pissed me off. So I'm going to go Napoli. I'm going to go AC Milan because that's my team. So that's yeah. me. Is, is, and, and, and one more question before we move on. Is, like, is Allegri going to be the coach that's going to get you back to winning the Scudetto? Um, well, he look, he's done it, it's, it in the past. I'll, I'll say this he's it's incredibly it. frustrating to watch a player like Dusan Vlahovic, who was at Fiorentina, literally scoring goals for, for a laugh, and then he comes yeah. to Juventus, who, which you would arguably think is a better quality side, has better talent. He should be able to be banging goals, but I think it's just the game style doesn't allow him to play the, his best abilities and you know, allow him to bang in goals and, and at the rate he was in Fiorentina. So, like, that's really the perspective. I think maybe the game style, I don't know what's your perspective on, on that. It's, it's one of those hard things because, look, we had Conte and um his biggest issue was us being able to progress further in the champions league and then we had allegri who plays his style which is a little bit different than conte obviously a little bit more defensive a little bit more negative football however got us the two finals um so his style does get the results and when you you've you've got a team in this position you you um you you kind of lean on experienced coaches and you say, oh, well, you know, over the long term, if we stick with him, potentially it'll come back. But the way that we're playing football at the moment is, is just, I know we've, we've had outs, we've got Pogba, Di Maria's off every every two seconds. So there's, there's lack of cohesiveness. But um, in terms of getting the ball to Vlaovic, it's, it's been pretty poor. He has like seven touches a game on average lately. And he, it's, it's pretty sad to see him like that. I would, I would like to see... Um, you know, another coach come in, maybe like a Zidane or something like that. That that'd be good to, to shake things up. Um, but I don't think you get rid of him this part of the season, and I don't think you can because he's going to cost so much to get rid of. But uh, hopefully, hopefully we do make a change because we definitely need one. But uh, I think it runs it runs a lot deeper than uh, simply Allegri. I think that. Uh, a lot of the decisions that, that have been made in the past coming back to bite them, the amount that we've paid Rabio, the amount that we've paid Ramsey, we're just struggling to get these guys off our books, Sandro Danilo, and um, we need to revamp the whole side. So it's, it's going to take a little while, but, I mean, we, we've had many, many years to the top. It's, it's uh, yeah, I can't really complain too much either. It's a good way to look at it. It's a good way to look at it. Anthony, how are you, mate? Good evening. Yeah, this uh... – Pod is right up your alley, mate. We're talking the world game, football, round ball, all about it. Uh, we've just knocked off City R. We will move on to the mighty English Premier Premier League, ladies and gentlemen, and we'll bring up the standings, of course. Uh, we've got the mighty Arsenal FC on top with 24 points, if you oh don't mind. God. Got to get up and about. It might be, you know, it might not be too long. We might be sick. second. Uh, Manchester City, the juggernaut on 23 points in second. Tottenham, shit, Spurs FC in 23 <laughs> points uh, in third. Chelsea, 16 points 
uh, in fourth, and Manchester United, uh, 15 points in fifth. Uh, Newcastle United, honourable mention, uh, six, uh, sixth with 14 points. And then, uh, obviously, we've got to mention Liverpool with uh, 10 points, sitting in 11th, absolutely struggling. Um, and uh, one which I didn't expect to be down in the relegation zone is uh, Leicester City with Brendan Rodgers, good coach, pretty decent side, uh, struggling with five points, sitting in relegation. Looks like they're going to have a tough season and be in a relegation battle. Gents, look, first and foremost, I'm just going to say, you know, I, I couldn't be happy with the start of the season uh, for Arsenal. Uh, of course, that the changes that we made in the offseason, bringing in some some talent, some depth, um, you know, so that we, you know, if we do have injuries, we've got actually guys come off the bench. Gabriel Jesus has been amazing. Uh, Martinelli has gone, you know, uh, gone from strength to strength. Uh, also, uh, Saka has gone from strength to strength. Uh, and uh, Odegaard is getting better uh, with every game uh, in absolutely leading from the front. Uh, love his effort. What have you seen thus far? Uh, are, you, are you surprised by the, by the turnaround by my football club, Arsenal? Uh, obviously, Arteta last season, start of the year, people wanted him gone. Um, me, me, I didn't say I wanted him gone. I just didn't know where his game plan was. It's all come together. Um, you know, I'm happy that the club didn't fold to the fans and, and did stick with him because uh, we have seen, you know, uh, flipping coaches. You know, I mean, it doesn't really get you anywhere. Dom can attest to that. Um, you know, even though sometimes you know flipping coaches too quick might might be bad, but I mean, you do you do need at least give them I think two full seasons under their belt at least at least. And, and Arsenal did that, and uh, he was able to bring some guys in. And, and once he was able to bring a few more pieces in and get rid of some of the guys which uh, he was stuck playing uh, because uh, previous uh, coach Unai Emery had brought them in, and and so you know he had to wait his time before he can move them out. Um. What have you seen, gents? Uh, sorry about my camera as well. It's gone. It's gone fuzzy, but it's probably an improvement. In honesty, um, <laughs> I Arsenal. I mean, look, you're top. It's that's you know as much as we talk about um, Man City and Haaland knocking them in, you guys are top. Look, it's, it is. It is what it is at the moment. Um, and you know. I, you guys have got really, really good players. You're, um, you've got a good coach from from what it seems. Like it's great that you stuck with him because, you know, I feel like when you take these rash decisions based on you know short term performance over long term, you do suffer. And you guys have a very, very young team, so uh, you really need to stick with it and let and let these guys grow with the team. But how how good has Hesus been as a as an introduction to that team, just absolutely been, absolutely been phenomenal. So, mate, kudos to you guys. I, I really, really hope you you do well this season. I hope you win it, mate. I'm, I'm going to be supporting you guys. I I've never had a a team in in England, but I think this season I'm going to be supporting Arsenal. That's that's what I'm going to come out and say. Very nice. Uh, I've said it many a time. Um... Arsenal's been so good to start this season. Um, Sucker's just gone to another level again. Martinelli has just continued from last year. And then Jesus, I know he talked he, he talked a big game when he was at City and people said, oh, like, because he said, well, when you give me time, I can show you what I've got. And people said, oh, he wasn't really showing it too much at City, but 
he was playing limited time. He was coming on for 10 minutes or starting every third, fourth game. And he wasn't getting any continuity. And he's he's backed it up. And you get personally like respect built for that player for, you know, he he believed in his ability and he's been able to back it up out on the pitch and back it up to such a high level that I'm not going to say he's carrying Arsenal, but he's been in a very, very vital piece of the puzzle. Um, and it was a great signing. Probably next to Haaland, the, probably the best signing in the Premier League um, going into this season by a mile. So well yeah. done to you, Sauce. Um, who knows what... Been- this league is a crazy league. I know we've joked about saying um, City... City, you're keeping it warm for City, but it is a crazy league. Anything can happen. One injury can change a league or a couple injuries. Uh, the World Cup could work in favor for a lot of teams in a lot of leagues because it's happening in the middle of the season. Uh, injuries happen at uh, international tournaments and they could really, really hurt Champions League results and league results. So people need to keep that in mind as well. So Arsenal aren't counted out just yet. But yep. what I'm so awesome. well, should be very, we'll be very happy. proud and very happy. And I'm very happy yeah. to say that my team's giving you your team the only loss. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the only blemish, but it was good to see as obviously we came back after that and, um, you know, bounced back good against Liverpool. So that was good to see. And I think we got City in a few weeks. So we'll see where we match up with them. And we will move on to them. Obviously, the juggernaut, that is Manchester City. Uh, they are favourites to win the Champions League. As we mentioned before, $2.87, the bookies have got them at. Uh, Firm favourites, you know, the next closest being $6, which is Bayern Munich. Um, I think they are also favourites to win the league here. Um, so, you know, uh, the, you know, the boogies are still favouring it, and, and as they should, because, you know, Pep Guardiola, uh, that side, they, they've improved on their squad from last season. Let's, you know, not, you know, bullshit anyone. Then bringing in Haaland has been the signing of, of the summer for any team across all of football. Um, he's been... <laughs> We did say, Dom, when we came to the league, he was going to bang in 30 goals. Easy. Easy. Uh, and, you know, we had a few people, ah, oh, yeah, it's the Premier League. It's not Bundesliga. All right, yeah, it's the Premier League. But, I mean, what, you, you're disregarding all the other guys that he has around him that have been playing Premier League for the last five years. They know how to play Premier League. And when you're a finisher and just need to get on the end of the ball, and, I mean, his finishing's not like he's a shit finisher. He's an amazing finisher. when he And he gets the service and he puts the ball in the back of the net. And that's what you need to do as, as that sort of striker. And he's got amazing pace to get in behind. I think he's slowly, slowly building up his back to the back to the um, goal game, being able to present, get the ball, move it off, uh, do that uh, well. Uh, I've seen him chime in with a few assists. The man, Haaland, the, the second coming of Zlatan Ibrahimovic as a... Uh, as we like to mention on this show, signing of the summer, clearly. Dan, uh, you're all over this too, man. So I'm going to give you credit where credit's due. So you can definitely rattle, rattle it off here. So, uh, well, uh, second coming of Zlatan, though, he, he's, he, I, I don't, I, he went to, Zlatan went to Juventus right after he went, he was at Ajax. Um, and I really remember that that time. Um, and Harlan's just a, another level compared to that. Like this guy is just fucking out of control, right? <laughs> out of absolute control. Um, but in saying that, 
clearly the, clearly the the signing of the summer. But in saying that, these defenders in the Premier League, right? I, and I'm coming from a, a very Italian bias here, but what he does with off the ball, he is always moving, right? Like he is just like taking one step back, forward, back, forward, and consistently these defenders lose him, right? Absolutely lose him. And then he pops up in the right place at the right time every time, right? And it's based on the fact that he just loses his man off the ball every single time. And just like, it just seems so common sense to just stick a man on him everywhere he goes that is where you go. We, we play too much zonal defending at the moment, and in the Premier League does this to an absolute fault, right? Just stick a man on him when you're in that end, end of the field, and he will not score as many goals as he's scoring now. Will you be able to stop him? That will limit him, but, mate, this guy's he's absolutely phenomenal, and, and I struggle to see any, any player being a better signing over the summer. And he will be one of the most incredible players in the world. And as much as I, I don't like him from a personal point of view, I can't really knock his stats. Can't knock his stats at all. Uh, yeah, he's... Um, it's a pleasure, honestly. I think that's that's probably the word that should be used. Like, um, us being the ages that we are, we've been very fortunate to see players like this. And just to put it into context for kids out there, like, this is a pleasure for yourselves to watch barring injury, up-and-coming future legend of um, world football. So, that like, I would just sit there, glue myself to the TV, whether you hate this guy or love this guy, you just got to appreciate it because you may not see someone built like that. Like, you're probably not going to see a Viking come into a league built like a brick shit house and just absolutely tear it apart, like what he's doing. Uh, he did it in Germany, and like you said, people doubted him and, He's coming to this side, and I under—I completely understand that he's surrounding players, the core unit. Um, what he's been like, he's been given just the service of a lifetime with guys like Bernardo Silva and De Bruyne and Foden and uh, Gundogan, and uh, man, that, that the midfield is just out of control. Um, and then, obviously, as we mentioned at the top of the show, they've got Jao Cancelo there as well, who is just doing. Incredible things in that side. Incredible things. Um, he's not just the guy that can defend. Uh, he's not just the guy that can play make. His skill on the ball is on another level. Uh, and his finishing is also on another level for a fullback. Uh, he's one of the most complete fullbacks I've seen in such a long time. He's just phenomenal to watch, as well as all these other players at Manchester City, especially Haaland. It's just... Well, he's Incredible. on 15 goals. How many goals does he end the season with in the Prem? What's Shearer's record? What's Shearer's record? Yeah, I'll have a look. While everyone's getting tired and burnt out and injured at the World Cup and he's sitting at home doing nothing, he could potentially walk straight back in after that uh, tournament and just destroy everybody. And win himself a Ballon d'Or, potentially. I've got a question for you after after we go through the. Um... I, I mentioned this is actually this is really good. I can ask you this, Dan. Like right now, um, on the show last week, I mentioned like for Harland, his criteria is obviously a lot different to a lot of other players out there 
in terms of like it's a World Cup year, that probably factors in when it comes to like a Ballon d'Or. And because Haaland's international team isn't very strong, his criteria surely is winning the Premier League, winning a Champions League, and the records that come along with that. If he does win the Premier League and wins the Champions League and breaks these records, does he win the Ballon d'Or? Like, that's... I don't know. Maybe De Bruyne should win the, the, the Ballon d'Or, you know? Yeah, potentially. Um, it's, well, if he it's, wins it's, the World Cup, for example, in Belgium, then... It, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's hard to say that because then all of a sudden you've got some, you're competing against someone in your team, won the same trophies as you, uh, maybe not necessarily banging the goals, but has set up the majority of them. And, yeah. and has been played Champions League. So that that he might struggle there potentially. And maybe they won't give it to him given the fact that you just bloody got to the Premier League, you know. <laughs> they might just not give it to him out of spite. Um, but the question I wanted to ask you, you mentioned one potentially one of the best players in the world he could develop into. Does he do that by staying at Man City, a team with, let's just say, a lack of history when you compare that against Real Madrid, Barcelona, um, Manchester United, right? Like the, those storied clubs, even if you look at, you know, if you did it by Munich or Milan, um, by doing it at Manchester City, I know kind of everything has come together at once. You've got Guardiola's coach to, to do it all. Do you reckon doing it at Man City is, is a hindrance to him and he has to go to a, a different club to kind of get that echelon and, and story behind him, much the way that a lot of the other greats have in the past? Saucy. Can't hear you, mate. Sorry, you're on mute. You're muted, Saucy. It's, it's a good question. It'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Um, you know, does – I mean, first and foremost, if he, if he does beat the uh, 34 – goals set by uh, Alan Shearer and Andy Cole uh, as the Premier League goal-scoring record, albeit that was in a 42-game season. The Premier League's only 38-game season now. Uh, so that's records, which is 32, hold by Mohamed Salah um, in the 17-18 season. So he's got a first to beat 32. But if he does beat the 34, which was in uh, another extra four games, I mean, <laughs> that's a good way to start. Your your history books as as becoming a great, uh, you know, because it's no no mean feat. Regardless, you're playing in, in Manchester City, you know, to, to to bang in what could be an amazing breaking record scoring season. I mean, you know, ten, we're ten it. we're ten we're ten games <laughs> in. There's 38 games. There's 28 games to go. He's on 15. He'll kick a hat trick. He's going to kick a hat trick against Liverpool. That's so. what I'm saying. He's turned this league into a farmers league. That's what he's done. He's actually turned the Premier League into a farmers league. He's made the Premier League worse than the Bundesliga, and that's pretty bad. So, <laughs> seriously, I, I just I, just imagine tonight if if he does well. They play Liverpool um, tomorrow morning, our time, two thirty. Imagine he goes into that game and he just tears them apart. Liverpool moves to sixteenth if they lose to Man City, potentially uh, after the game tomorrow morning. So, does he come in and the so-called Greatest centre back to probably ever play the game based off of one season. Can he stop Haaland? He's yeah. as big as him. He's apparently as strong as him. That's all I've heard about big, the Dutch. Big, the, big the Dutch beast. No, uh, yeah, ver yeah, big verge, verge, big verge. Sorry, big verge. Yeah, yeah. 
Can he stop him? I, I genuinely reckon he gives him a bath. He just kills him, to be honest, because I don't reckon Van Dyke's any good. That's my personal opinion. He's the most overrated player. Play. Got the physicality to do it tonight to tune in. Uh, so obviously, but, but to answer your to answer Dan's question, five years, Madrid, Vinicius, Haaland, forget about it. That's where he, I think that's where he just rolls in Champions League trophies. I, I genuinely think he'll be a, he'll go to Real Madrid. If he does there that, was... he could be genuine compared to what the greatest strikers in the world. And that might be why Mbappe is sitting over there with his with his paycheck. But like, if the guy stays in La Liga, I'm not really interested in the Liga, uh, Champions Liga. League. But it's like, is, is he going to be comparable in the long run? Uh, he's just, oh, I don't know, Harlan, man. He gets older and one of those had, scary things. We had this discussion about who's the better talent, you know, Mbappe or Harlan. I'm still leaning Mbappe, but, you know, if, if at the Mbappe moment. keeps, uh, uh, like, you know, if he doesn't up his game, you know, definitely in the Champions League, I mean, at least get his you know, PSG to win one while he's there. You know, what can he say if he sees out his four years or whatever he's got on his contract? What can he, you know, what's what's he got to say if all he's, you know, winning his, you know, French uh Domestic cups. Um, he needs to get out of La Liga. Sorry, like he stays in La Liga. League on, League on, League on. Sorry, League on. Sorry, I keep on getting those mixed. La Liga is a good league, mate. La Liga is. You know what? You know the scariest. The scariest thing about um, the Mbappe Haaland. Thinking about it like this, Mbappe. You think about his pace, his touch, his finishing. Pretty accomplished. He's pretty good, yeah. Like he's improved a lot. He's having a bit of a down period, but it doesn't mean he's no good in those aspects. I look at Haaland, finishing, elite of the elite level. His dribbling's terrible. His passing's average. His playmaking's not that great. Just imagine he fixes all those with his finishing. We potentially could be looking at one of the greatest players, if not the greatest player to ever play the game. He's got so much more upside at the moment. He's the better player of the two at the moment. I think Mbappe overall as a player is better, but Haaland at the moment is the better player based on what oh, he's doing. He's well, just the I better mean, player of the two. Like, if I if I compared him to Ronaldo, like the I know who you're talking about, Ronaldo. I I, I don't I, I don't I don't I think Haaland is still light years away. Um, yeah. because that's fair. I still think he's Ronaldo with the ball at his fucking feet and his he turn of pace was incredible. And, and I don't, I don't, Harlan's got a donkey touch, like, let, let, let's yeah. be honest. And I really don't see that improving to get to anywhere near the level of Ronaldo was back then. So I don't, I, I don't know if he'll be, he'll be the best ever. Um, but that, that's what I'm saying. It, all those things, those culmination of skills need to all come yeah. together. But yeah. Because, like you said, that donkey touch, he definitely does. He can't dribble. He hasn't got that ability. He's just got the turn and burst of speed. His, speed, his coverage on the pitch is unbelievable when he takes off. His acceleration is just burns everyone. Like, yeah, but Ronaldo Nazario, R9, Jesus, man. Like, that's that's the best striker I've, I've ever seen play. And I'll, I'll say it on this show, and I'll probably say it this time and this time only. He's the best player I've ever seen play. Wow. He's, Wow, that, wow, he's wow. the best player I've ever seen play. He That's was big. the most vivid memory was watching him in 2002 World Cup. I was, yeah. however old I was, nine, yeah. and 
Yeah, we could be saying that about Harlan one day, Doma. We could. We could, but Harlan I don't think day. so because not in the World Cup with with that team. Sorry. Well, no, not, I'm not 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 about the World Cup. I'm saying you know. Oh the, yeah, the absolutely. People were absolutely. saying about Harlan and watching him growing up. Oh, yeah, no. Because what Doma said about you know enjoy it, absolutely enjoy, enjoy it, it, man. It's, it's incredible to watch. We're gonna move on. Uh, enough of that. We've gone through the leagues. We're gonna have a little quick discussion about World Cup, and then we're going to round this up because we've hit the hour mark. I don't like to keep this too too much longer, ladies and gents, because I mean, people's attention span of people these days when you've got TikTok and the real things where they just swipe, 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 swipe. Technically, very, we've very, gone very 59 low. and a half minutes too long. Very, very low. Based very, on very attention low. Span. It's 30 very seconds low. or nothing for people these days. Very low. Uh, yeah. Definitely. All right. The World Cup FIFA 2022 World Cup in Qatar starts in 35 days, gents. Um, we are going to do a bit more of a a, a a preview, you know, leading up, and we'll probably go through the groups and and whatnot, give our sort of picks on the groups and 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 things. Probably a bit closer, maybe maybe we might do that sort of leading in uh, ten days out from the World Cup. Once you sort of know the final squads and who's injured and who's not injured, who's going to be going, and and so on, so on. Um. But we will lead up. We we did say, who do you think are the players going into this World Cup? Because we're not going to talk about who we think is going to win and whatnot, because we're going to do a bigger thing, as I mentioned before. Who do you think are the players to watch um, that, you know, coming out that are that have, I mean, there's some that have already made their name for themselves, but they're, they're going to come to this World Cup and people are, you know, where the whole world is watching and where you got, you know, I mean, there are people out there that they only watch Premier League. You know, or they only watch City R, or they only they don't really watch the other leagues, and not you know, or watching other games of other teams, you know, all the time. You might, you know, you might watch the Clasico in La Liga because it's a big game, but other than that, you don't watch any other games really of Real Madrid unless they're playing deep in the Champions League. Or you know, which which are the guys that have come to this World Cup? And they're going to make a name for themselves. They're, you know, after this World Cup, you're going to have. Uh, potentially maybe other big teams knocking if they're already at a big team, they've elevated themselves. Uh, you know to another level who who's going to be who who do you think could it be forgot this world cup existed right i've watched or, or memory of this well definitely won't be any italian <laughs> players because they're, they're the italian national team our uh our homeland us three uh well we wiped the floor with england twice but that's okay um they've got to change that shit. If you win the Euro, you should win the World Cup. You should go. Yeah, you should. You should automatically like, qualify. I think that's a bit of a shit rule. If you win the Euro, we lost to England. England won or we won. It doesn't matter. You should just go straight in. Simple as that. No, I, I think that the way that they've got the qualifying is just terrible. The way that it is at the moment. The we're going off topic, but it's um, you know, we, Italy didn't like lose. I think they lost one game in the whole group. They made them finish second. And then it went straight into knockout stage. And you, can, you have a one bad game, you lose against Macedonia, and all of a sudden you're out. But you can absolutely smash it in the group. It's just the way that they've they've organized this thing is, is just Shouldn't terrible. it just be like you qualify in your group, that's it, top two in the group go through the World Cup? Like, I don't know. That would make sense. That would make sense. I don't, I don't know. You know, consistency should get you there, not the knockout situation. The knockout situation okay. should be for for the Playoffs World Cup. And... Um, yeah. I, I, look, you know, we're not there. I think you know. Obviously, I'm going to start the start off with the man we spoke about, 
Liao, he can have a massive impact for Portugal. Um, you know, 23 years old, uh, you know, could make a name for himself in this World Cup. That's where you have the big clubs coming and knocking. Um, and the other one I'm going to say, and it is a favorite of mine, is none other than Vinny Jr., Vinicius Jr. Obviously, we know he's good. He's good. But I think there's still people who don't rate him. And I think, you know, he's going to show that what a star he is. And, um, I mean, could he potentially maybe overshadow Neymar in that Brazilian side and, and be up and coming as as the Brazilian talent in the team? Uh, you know, once was sort of it was Ronaldinho. Uh, it was obviously the Ronaldo, and then Ronaldinho, and then the baton sort of gets a little bit passed on to Neymar, and then there's that amazing talent that's coming up. It's Vinny Junior. Um, they've got a lot of talent there, but I think the best team for them. Um, is is definitely with uh, Vinny Jr. on one side, Neymar on the other, um, and then at striker they they got. I don't even think Gabriel Jesus is, is their first choice striker, which is I find that hard to believe. I think the, the way he's playing at the moment for Arsenal will be. I'll be hard pressed if he doesn't make the squad. Um, but those two, they're the two that I'm saying that can definitely make a name for themselves going into this World Cup. Any out there? Any any that you've thought of? Um. I'm just going to read the names. If anyone wants to touch on them, um, by all means, just just stop and go crazy. Uh, if they're the, one of the ones that you think, especially yourself, Dan, as well. Uh, i got Brazil. I'm looking at players that are moving into their first World Cup. I'm I'm pretty confident that they weren't playing in, uh, in Russia in 2018. So um, Anthony, Vinny, as, as you mentioned, Martinelli, Rafinha, Rodrigo, they all play on the same team for Brazil, as crazy as that freaking sounds. He's going to be struggling um, for game time for all of those guys. But yeah, yeah I know. But like, all have a chance. One, one of those guys sure. could be the guys. Uh, Portugal, Cancelo and Liao. Uh, Germany's got Musiala. Do we see him play a bit? Who knows? They might use a more experienced midfield there. Uh, but Musiala's there. And then France, uh, Nkanku, uh, one to watch. Uh, Tushemeni one to watch and Kamavinga goes into a world cup as well. So they're just a couple that I'll be watching alongside Gavi and Pedri as well. Those types of kids. Uh, a lot of these guys have become predominant now because of social media, but you got to remember a lot of them actually didn't play. They haven't played at a world cup yet. So. I think, um, you know, to that point, Atsufati is going to be very interesting. Yep. Very, very interesting yep. for Spain. Um, and, and that's Spain's side. Uh, I think he starts that side, to be honest. So he's 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 got the ability. He's he's got good good rapport with uh with Pedri there as well. I think I feel like that could that could be that could be exciting. That could be exciting to to see what he could potentially pull out this year. I, I don't know who's in their group, Spain. They've got uh, they got Germany, then uh, Japan, Costa Rica. So technically, they should be able to get through that group. Um, yeah. Another team, Serbia. I think that, in honesty, just Lavic, I would love to see him absolutely tear it up and release the shackles that Juve's been uh, been putting on him. He's been doing pretty well in the lead up to this. Um, Serbia's got a really, really good team. They've got uh, Mitrovic is, is is doing very well. Um, Jovic for, for Fiorentina and, and Vlaovic as well. Honestly, one of the best midfielders in the world, Milinkovic Savic, is is so good. So good for um for Lazio. I I'd love I'm really excited to see this uh this Serbia team because I think that they'll they'll shake it up a bit. Um 
So I reckon Vlaovic and uh, and Fati this year, in my opinion. Nice, nice. That's good. I like That's pretty it. much. See? That's pretty much it. There's a few names that we think, you know, I mean, there might not be guys that I mean, we're not giving any advice into say go buy their cards. I think we're just saying these are guys that are coming into, you know, their first sort of World Cup, uh, you know, where, where all eyes are watching. Um, they, you know, have the chance to make a name for themselves, um, obviously, and and grow their, you know, their likability, whether it be for, for other supporters of their of them, of, of people that want to collect their cards, whatever it may be. Um, but yeah, they, they definitely have the opportunity to, to shine on the world stage. Uh, we and definitely always, see players um, shine on the world stage in these we do. tournaments. Mario Goetze. Mario Goetze. Goetze is another example. Ronaldo Sanchez, you'd probably say yep. to a certain extent. Yep. yep. So uh, we, we've seen it a number of times, um, you know, that, that, that it happens at every World Cup. It happens at every World Cup. Um, so, all right, that leaves us gents and uh thank you for those that tuned in um this has been a you know a special edition of the world game uh football the round ball uh we will catch you next time uh hopefully with a rebrand and uh something a little bit more catchy than uh just a harland and and world world prospects a bit of a show for the name but uh until then gents thank you for joining me and uh peace thank you Thank you for tuning in. Please don't forget to leave a review on the Apple Podcasting app. Also, follow us on socials, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. Talking old spots, double curve.